Mystery Show. It's that time again for Monster Overfest. This year's theme is the Boomstubber Ghost Spectacular. It's four weeks of four of the scariest objects from around the world. Stick around. If you dare. Four. Monstoberfest! <laughs> Borley Rectory in the tiny East Anglian hamlet whose name it bears was once known as the most haunted house in England. Many people, five successive rectors, their wives and families, neighbours and visitors, all apparently saw things there. And the legend lives on. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Beer Conspiracy Show. Guys, it is a special month for the Beer Conspiracy Show. It is... Monstoberfest! <laughs> That's right. That's it's Monstoberfest. We're your hosts. I'm Aaron. Dirty D. I'm Sean. And this season of Monstoberfest, we're calling it Boostober Ghost Spectacular. The theme for this year is just ghost hauntings. Ghosts and booze. Yeah. And booze. Well, I mean, we always, we always booze. And beer. We always booze. So this year we're going to be doing four weeks of ghost hauntings, four weeks of around the world ghost hauntings. We're going to do different country every week. So it should be pretty fun. But before we get to the topic tonight, we're going to kick it over to Dirty D for Dirty D's Dirty News. That was bad. Let me clear my throat! Okay, 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 okay. Oh, baby, a triple! Oh, yeah! Welcome to this segment of Dirty D's Dirty News. Let me ask you guys a question. You ever had a boner for the rest of your life and died? Not yet. It kind of sounds painful. And no, no. It's exactly what happened to these Australians. So a spider capable of causing permanent erections shuts down entire supermarket. They got some crazy shit in Australia. The impact is so dramatic that scientists have studied the arachnid as part of research for impotence treatments like Viagra. So Viagra spider, an Australian super... I call it boner spider. Bone arachnid. Bone arachnid. That's why you're the naming <laughs> guy. An Australian supermarket has been temporarily shut down after one of the world's most dangerous spiders was discovered in a box of bananas. It came in a, a box of bananas that looks like Sounds dicks. like the beginning to the next arachnophobia, which is in the making. Spider likes the dicks and the boners, so he came in the bananas. The Brazilian wandering spider which potentially roamed the aisles of the supermarket owned by Riwi Retail, was spotted, according to Daily Mail. Riwi. 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 R-E-W-E. Riwi. It's probably some kind of Australian significance. Retard sending you groceries? <laughs> well, retard's buying groceries. Uh, That's the retard store. They just buy ramen noodles like the rest of us Riwis. Yeah, but those are good. A bizarre side effect of the spider's bite is its ability to cause painful, hours-long erections. Imagine he gets so hard it hurts. The erection is a side effect that everybody who gets stung by the spider will experience, along with pain and discomfort. Hey, our significant others, 
We got to bang because it'll relieve pressure. Well, I don't think it works that way with the spider bite. Probably just explodes your dick in. Ouch. Oh. If it gets too much pressure. Sean died first. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, right on top of her. (laughs) After you blowed your dick blood all in her and died. Oh. In addition to causing erections, Brazilian wandering spider bites can cause an array of dangerous symptoms. Rapid changes, yep. Rapid changes in blood pressure, heart rate, blurred vision, convulsions. A store manager discovered the spider while inspecting the shipment. I think she would like convulsions better. (laughs) (laughs) Got a big hard dick and you can't stand still. (laughs) Yeah, but when the dead guy's convulsing on top of you, it's not fun. He's like, I don't know. I've never had that happen. Especially with a boner. I know from (laughs) (laughs) By the time the manager was able to contact the fire department, the spider had vanished. Despite an extensive search, no spiders have been found to date. So it's still roaming the grocery store to this day. Is this one spider just causing just spider. this kind of terror yeah. in Australia? Yeah. Never found to this day? Never found to this day. The store will remain closed until it has been thoroughly cleaned and con- decontaminated. I'm imagining a sheriff like taking notes and then like, Sheriff, look down. And he's like, not me too. Dick explodes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's like as soon as you get bit, like, oh no! Have you seen Why that? Does my dick feel so good? <laughs> yeah, so that's it for the spider. If you get bit, you leave that Jesus' mom out of this. That was it. It's kind of terrifying. It's still on this ship. It's bad. It could hop on a ship and come to America. Definitely could. Well, I mean, it came on a batch of bananas, so I'm sure they get their bananas from where we get our bananas. Thing you could do. It's like that fucking monkey from Dead Alive. Yep. That's a little spider monkey? Yeah. Oh, that's a good movie. Yeah. Damn. When I worked at Walmart Distribution Center, they'd have the things of bananas coming in that they would check, and it'd be like fucking spiders. Like, the body would be like... Really? The size of a beer can, and the legs would be like 12 inches long. Me like and crazy. David worked there at the same time, except different departments. Yeah. That's crazy. I didn't know they went through y'all. They're, they're like really especially careful with bananas. Well, like, I would see them opening them and testing them, you know, like, whatever. We're the, the, we're the middleman, so y'all got to like them Like, I first. didn't deal with the bananas. Like, I think they just came in and got shipped out. They didn't How get they picked. test them? You got to eat them? Well, they have, like, the product testers, and they would test everything. <laughs> they got monkey testers. <laughs> but, <laughs> but they would have the bananas open, and there'd be giant fucking spiders in them. Well, gross. And they'd have to get rid of Whoa. them. Whoa. That's kill crazy. Them, kill them with fire? No, with little bitty hammers, actually. Oh, sweet. You just right in the brain. Well, yeah, I, and that concludes the segment <laughs> oh, of Dirty D's <laughs> Dirty <never> News. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. All right, that was Dirty D's Dirty News. Now we're going to get to the topic. Our first stop in our Boostober Go Spectacular is England. <laughs> <laughs> this haunting is called Blood Sausage. <laughs> the Borley Rectory Haunting. And that the... Utopia of haunted places in Europe? Pretty much, because it's a, such a small place and a shitload of people died, like mostly in like the plagues and the what all the wars. Bortley Rectories. Oh. <laughs> he wanted to just say rectum. <laughs> yeah, not rectum. <laughs> I almost fell for it. Did not. <laughs> so this story of a home in Bortley, a rural community in Essex, Regarded as the most haunted house in England. The stories have been passed down from generation to generation. And while believed by most are often a topic of debate among the residents of Borley. What? What's a rectory? Is that a church? Good I- question. No. It's so okay. stupid. Everybody so, knows what a rectory is. You can tell them, Aaron. So 
When me and Sean were altar boys. Killing it. Holla- almost. We you almost Sean made, are involved we, in we, the story of rectums? And rectories? <sighs> oh. Yes. So the back of the church was the rectory. It'd be like where we got right the oh, rectum in the back. Where we got it is in the back put there. on our robes. We got ready for church. We'd get That's where all you got the, the wine and bread oh. and, and stuff ready. But in England, they'd have a rector that lived in the rectory, which the rectory is pretty much just a house, and the rector is pretty much a reverend, a pastor, and he's got the church also. So it's the priest's house. Pretty yeah. much. Have you been in there? Did you go in there when you were serving? No, I'm, I didn't get I went banged in there once. when I was a child. Oh, I didn't get banged, but I have a terrible memory. <laughs> Sounds like you <laughs> forgot what happened. Sounds like you've been banged. <laughs> one time Aaron was like, do you remember this awful thing in our childhood? I was like, no. He's like, you don't remember. I was like, I want to keep that door closed. I, <laughs> I actually don't want to know. About you don't it. remember why your butthole's so big? <laughs> <laughs> so I can't smuggle stuff. So anyway, the rectory is pretty much just... You can smuggle big stuff. A house... <laughs> Basketball. ...that houses the rector, the priest of the parish. It's just a, it's just a house. So mainly due to the haunting investigation being muddied up by a famous psychic researcher, Harry Price, which we know Price from the Jeff the Mongoose episode. He was the paranormal investigator that investigated that case so his quest for fame has been used as evidence for skeptics of the borley rectory haunting but it doesn't make the specter's antics any less horrifying from ghost nuns to carriages driven by transparent drivers to phantom footsteps and headless apparitions the tale of the borley rectory is one for the ages but before we dive into the events that terrified three separate families that we're going to talk to from the late 19th century to World War II, let's go into a little bit of the history of the Borley Rectory and try to find the cause of these hauntings. So the Borley Rectory has a shady past starting from the 13th century monastery where the tragedy began. So it's the same house from being that old? No. Though told through multiple... You did say monastery, sorry. Though told through multiple versions, it all starts with a story of, of forbidden love between a nun and a monk. It is said that the two fell in love, and with the help of another monk, they escaped together. As they made their way into the woods, the nun and the monk may have gotten to a little spat, but it was a bad one, so bad that the monk strangled his new piece to death. So they were so in love, they ran off together because they wanted to be together, and he immediately murders her. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, just think about it. She was finally able to run her mouth, and he was like, oh, fuck. I'm yeah, yeah, I think this was a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> murder this bitch and repent. Well, like, I mean, he's a monk. He never knew about women, and he just talked to some lady one day. She's probably jiggling her boobies around. Well, yeah. And I then like, he, when she finally talked, he was like, God damn it, I can't do this for the rest of my life. She's like, she, start, her. she starts whistling, and he's like, what are you doing? He's like, I always like to do this. You always like to whistle? Yeah. And just like five minutes later, <laughs> Strangle. Exactly. <laughs> like most of us think to do, but don't actually do it. So after the two monks were found, they were both hung. Oh. Another version says that all three were caught, what? the two monks were beheaded, and the nun was buried alive. Version number three says the monks were hung, and the nun was bricked up in the monastery walls. That's the one that the most common, most famous one, because... It makes the most sense. Why well, because that makes the most sense to why she's still on that land. Doesn't sound very 
monk or holy like to fucking hang See, yeah. two dudes and for, for what i mean nowadays if you don't want to be a nun anymore you just leave or you could just if you're going through the nunnery or whatever you just be like i don't think this is for me and you just leave you quit i, I was talking to my wife they don't kill you yesterday and as I far freaked, as you know i freaked her out i was like you know back in those days it must have been super convenient for a man like uh kind of hate this woman i think i'm gonna kill her and drop the body off and like nobody has a problem with it and then she's like what i'm like you know back in those days and she's like but you can't do do that that to you yeah i was like yeah but back then you just like do that and everybody's like oh yeah that you know she's probably a witch (laughs) goddamn ghost got her yeah she happens to be pregnant but whatever (laughs) so uh but as time went on the first boiler rectory was built on the land where the monastery once stood. I don't know really what happened to it. Maybe it just. I mean, from I've heard the 13th century. I've to, heard it yeah, got right. burned down okay. like at least three times, like poltergeist style. Like you build something on something. I heard that happen a few times. Right. Uh, the monastery. We don't really know if that ever actually existed, but for the story, it said there was a monastery there. Don't know what happened to it, but. There was a rectory, so the next thing built on top of that did burn down. Don't know how or why. Or what it was? No, it was a rectory built on top of the monastery. So the land lay abandoned until 1862 when the newly appointed rector, Reverend Henry Bull, decided to have a new rectory built for his family. I don't like these words. Rector? Yeah, I'm going to use rector a lot. (laughs) So they were happy for a time until one of the Bull's daughters returned home from school and told her father... That a schoolmate had told her about a nun that haunted the Borley Rectory grounds. In fact, all the family would see the nun walking a path in the garden at dusk. She appeared so much that the path she walks has been named the Nun's Walk. Henry found the apparition kind of soothing, so he ended up building like a summer home to where he you know could what? just. I want to try to bang it. Well, he <laughs> would just go out there and watch her and. He said that was like a meditation spot for him. Like he just go out there in the in masturbation the, the dust. Pretty spot. much, that's probably what, later you will, that will this will, that will fit uh, into the story. Uh, yeah. Um. So objects in the house would disappear and reappear whenever seeing entities became a normal thing to the family. Uh, not only did the family witness the nun, but a friend of Henry's who was staying at the rectory named I think P. Shaw Jeffrey or something like that. Told a little Pshaw. I think Pshaw. Pshaw. Told a story Pshaw. of how he had a French to English dictionary. He was staying at the rectory with the family. So his dictionary vanished, but at night while he slept, he was woken up by a loud thump. And his dictionary vanished into that ghost of vagina. No. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm thinking of like Ghostbusters where the, the ghost is like above and like unzips his pants. Yeah. That's what I'm. <laughs> like when it's when he's in bed. Yes, yeah. when he's in bed. <laughs> That's exactly. Yeah. We all remember it. It's a great movie. It's I didn't understand it till later. Yeah, me too. I rewatched the first one and half of the second one like last week. Oh with, with man, Ella. I watched Ella it like watched this it past year. It, half of it. It's still great. It holds yeah. up. It's great. Continue erections. I can't think of his name. What's Vinkman's name? Not yeah. What's Vinkman's name? Vink. I thought. I thought you just saw it. Chad, I said it. Chad. Chad Michael Murray. Oh, the guy. What's his name? Murray? Murray? His real name? Murray, Bill yeah. Murray? Bill Murray. Hilarious. Yeah. In general or in that movie? 
in about. everything he's ever been in. True. I think mm-hmm. a lot of uh, Ghostbusters was like ad libbed by him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I think yeah, yeah. I've, I've, he I've, rambles a lot. I read. Uh, well, I've heard the uh, Ghostbusters documentary, and yeah, they're just like, here's the they script. Started it. Nah. It's like Bill Murray's coming. They're like, are you sure Bill Murray's coming? Like, yeah, he said he's coming, and then he gets there. He's like, hey, and then he does his thing and he kills it. At one point, he's. I think he's interviewing a lady. He's like, "Are are you menstruating or something like that?" Because that comes into oh, at the things. library. Yeah. At the library. <laughs> When's the last time you menstruated? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anyway, here this loud thump, and as he lit the candle to cease what's going on, his dictionary appeared in the middle of the floor. He said the door to the room was locked, so nobody could have just come in and thrown it there. So, Henry's daughter Ethel would often see an old man in dark clothes and a tall hat standing next to her bed as she slept. You do know why that the... Uh, you don't see that when you sleep? No. Like, the what? reason why they, they stole that dictionary? I do. Okay. Thanks. You Anything you know, don't say I'm anything. I'm not going to say anything. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm going to stop. I'm just yeah. stop. So, the servants experienced things all the time, and they were not as okay with it as the bulls were. The bull family was pretty okay with seeing all these things because they see it every day but they were never really touched or talked to by any of these things the servants were kind of fucked with so the servants bells would ring all the time even when the cables connecting them and the rest to the rest of the house were cut and we have a story of a nursemaid freshly hired she woke up by footsteps outside her door here the footsteps walk up to her door there's no footsteps walking away there's no footsteps walking into her room or anything they're just No one behind the door. So she quit like two weeks after that when this incident happened. So Reverend Henry Bull ended up dying in 1892 from tertiary syphilis in a room called the Blue Room, where it said a girl fell out of the window. She was hanging on the windowsill and she just fell down. But Blue Room doesn't have a windowsill. So that story. I mean, is that like high up or something? Yeah, it's, it's like a it's a pretty... If you see pictures, it's a pretty fucking big house. And they just kept adding on to it all the time. So that house just grew up. Another one. Where do you get that yeah, from? Yeah, so this is a pretty big house. Yeah, it's a huge house. Pretty. Oh, y'all haven't asked, like, a reverend died from syphilis. Yeah, where do you get that from? That's Well, the dude had a promiscuity Everybody problem. had syphilis back no. then. No, well, yeah, because he used to fuck a lot of bitches. Well, everybody in England had syphilis. But a reverend? Do you think... This is Men not of the this holy is, cloth. This is or, not as old as you think it is. This is not a time you, when you get dudes that, or reverend should be sleeping around or Well they do that all the time. He has a wife. Okay, so not a not a big problem with old, you guys. Apparently. I mean it should be, but people are garbage. So, so it is said that the Reverend fathered way more than a few illegitimate children with the servants. Uh one such case possibly ended in murder. It said that a maid named Katie, who worked in the rectory kitchen, became pregnant by Henry Bull, and she died soon after she went into labor because she was strangled by Henry. By the baby? By oh. Henry. So what happened to the baby? Who gives a shit? So well, if she was in labor. It's an illegitimate kid. If he killed the woman, guess what he's going to do to the baby? Well, why did he wait till the labor? Yeah. I guess he had to get her work out. Maybe he had to think about it over. for nine, eight months. <laughs> If he still get service for he, nine months. He had to think about if he wanted the baby or not. I would have killed her. You know, if I was evil, after three months, she's like getting, I was like, well, if you're thinking, pulling her weight, if you're thinking about it, then you, you must be evil. Right. 
I would never think about it. Just like uh, just do it. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> My wife will be okay with it. I I'd have I, killed her before I banged her. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they call him Dirty D. <laughs> Another one. Jeez, <laughs> oh, he's not even evil. He's just like, yep, yeah, that's that's, that's well, what you do. Get pregnant then, yep. Right. <laughs> After Henry died from syphilis again, and tertiary syphilis is when that's like the end stages when you start to see it in your face, like you start growing. Like it off. falls apart, or yeah, you pretty much just start falling apart. So after Henry died, his son Harry takes over as the new rector. Um, he's single, so he allows his sisters and mother. He's pretty old by this point. He allows his sisters and mother to remain in the house, but he does end up marrying a woman named Ivy who was way younger than him, and the sisters thought she was kind of a gold digger, so they didn't really like him. Harry's... Her. Yeah. But we know know what he meant. They don't like her. So Harry is a solid, normal guy, though he's a little bit more interested in the paranormal than his father, and people said I mean, he could conjure ghosts just by talking to ghosts. They'd show up. It seems that Harry suffered from narcolepsy, often falling asleep while eating, or he would just fall asleep and people couldn't find him. He would fall asleep in the garden, but wasn't very hard to find because he was always accompanied by a shitload of cats because he was a cat guy. <laughs> like, just follow him like, Yeah, like 30 cats at would, a time. It would have been cooler if he was a scat man. Sorry, I'm... Yeah. Old. Didn't we talk about him? Or the, scat a, man? the scat man? Yeah. Or was it a... I hope so. A clip of a podcast. I'm a big, I'm a big fan. You know, You're, if I... Who's the scat man? What, who made that song? Big I know, fan. Oh, the, uh, the, oh, yeah. The mustache guy in the 90s. I his name, but it was, they were talking about how it was about a... He had a speech impediment, and that's what the song is about. <laughs> yeah, he was. Oh, like if you listen to it. He was the scat man. Oh man, that's kind of cool. That makes it even it's better. About having a no, speech it's, impediment. It's sad. He's making fun of a scat. He's making he a guy with a dollars. He made guy with a stutter. Who cares? He's got a big old mansion. Big no, ass. I guarantee you that guy does not have a mansion. Got a big He's ass probably titties. Dead. Probably dead now. Yeah. Dead. He might Shoot. have had a mansion. He, cats ate his body. He might have been neighbors to a guy with a mansion. Maybe back then, but this guy. thirty cats usually at a time. He added a cat cemetery to the grounds. You could see. See a shitload of Tobias cat graves, cat tombstones everywhere. The activities seem to get a little stronger after Henry's death. On one occasion, the three bull sisters, I think their names are Ethel, Frida, and Mabel. Sounds like it would be. Were returning from a late night party. They were coming home around nine o'clock at night when they saw a nun walking on the nun's walk. But they stunk. They definitely stunk. Yeah. One sister races inside to get their mother to witness the nun, only to have the nun look back and just vanish. There's another story of a man named Thompson who would go play dominoes with Harry, Henry's son. He would walk to the rectory. So this guy lived outside the grounds. He'd go to the rectory to go play dominoes with Harry. And every night, this happened just four nights. So the first night he was walking there and he saw a nun walking and he's like, oh, shit. Harry's got some nun business he's got to tend to, so he just... Are you making a nun business joke? No, he just walked home because he was like, Harry's busy. There's a nun there that he's talking to. Must be none of my business. Exactly. So <laughs> he did that for three nights. And then on the fourth night, he was like, well, fuck this, man. I'm going to go there a little bit earlier. I'm going to beat the nun to Henry, and we're going to play some fucking dominoes. So he did that. He did beat the nun, and he told Harry, he's like, man. And dominoes. 
He got there to beat the nun and Domino's he to got, win dominance. He got to get there to the house. He got there to beat the nun to Harry, and he tells Harry, "So I took off earlier tonight to beat the nun here." Yeah. And Harry's like, "What the fuck are you talking about? The nun?" He's like, "The nun you've been trying to talk to." Oh, you saw the ghost nun, and Thompson's like, "What?" <laughs> yeah, exactly. So the nun could play dominoes. Yes, exactly. But not good enough to beat. Yes. Well, he beat Harry every night. And in the in the nun. That's why she had to keep coming back. Was this the nun with a sad face and like? Really scary looking. Uh huh. Like that nun from How the nun. scary looking. That's like that's kind of what I heard. Like a pre-tell of the new movie. I haven't seen the nun. I don't want to watch it. I haven't seen well, any the of first those. First one sucked. Those <laughs> movies. Yeah, I don't want to. I'm good. Conjuring or nothing. So, like I said, Harry was no stranger to the paranormal. He was even a member of the Britain's Psychical Society. But one ghost did scare him. One night, he saw a figure of a man on the grounds, walking on the grounds. He thought it was some, some kind of poacher or a burglar or something, so he chased after this guy, caught up to it, realized it was a headless figure who just saw Harry, and then he turns around and runs through a gate. So that kind of freaked him out. And then again, like I said, the servants were tortured by the ghost also. A gardener named Cooper lived in a cottage on the grounds with his wife, said they were woken up one night to the sounds of a dog walking outside of their bedroom door. Then they hear a loud crash coming from the kitchen. The gardener runs to the kitchen only to find nothing there, and everything's as it should be. Another time, as he looked out the window, he saw a carriage being pulled by two horses pulling up the drive. The strange thing was, made no sounds at all coming from the carriage, and as he looked a little bit closer, realized it was just smoke in the form of a carriage being driven by two headless drivers. Ain't no really fucking with them. That's just like those things happening. Oh, I don't want to see that shit every night, man. Especially if I'm the gardener. <clears throat> hey, David, you're a skeptic. Are they maybe these half a dozen people freaking out, or are they? they Why are they all up? seeing the same thing? Because they talk to each other and they made it all up. You don't talk to your gardener. <laughs> well, no, but That's the gardener point. overheard while he was gardening. He's like, oh, yeah, I saw, I saw, this. it was a smoke, a smoke horse, I saw. Two smoke horses with two headless drivers? Yeah. So, Harry Bull died of cancer in 1927, and the Borley Rectory was known at this time, very haunted place, so they couldn't get anybody to be the new rector. Twelve clergymen passed on the position when asked to fill it, till a man named Guy Eric Smith takes the job. Now, G.E. Smith? was born and raised in British-controlled India. He was born in Calcutta. So he wasn't aware of any of the Borley Rectory's reputation. He, so doesn't, know it's him. he doesn't know it's haunted or anything. I don't know if... I don't we know got this th- cool house for you to live in. It's not got like, it is, smoke horses or nothing at it. It is not a cool house. There's oh. no plumbing. Well, no, no houses had that back then. At the point when he was living there, houses had plumbing and electricity but and running, old, running not, water. Not old houses that didn't have it before. But he's not moving in it. He's moving in it in 1929. Yeah, out of all, out of all of us, they, I think David could take a cold shower the best. He's tolerated. Cold shower right now. We're not talking. <laughs> this house has no plumbing at all. No running water. Oh, so there's, you're not even taking a shower. You're, there's you're, no space you're bringing either. water inside. Good Lord. Like you're still well. using. Yeah, you they have a well. well. But t- in the 20s, this is like the late 20s they have running water and electricity in houses but not everywhere yeah okay well same thing with our with our parents like uh 
you so know, say our, you were our from, mom's family, like everybody has electricity, but they're still using outhouses. And so stuff. say you were you're poor young, people. These people have servants. They're poor, not poor. You're a uh, young upstart priest born in India. There's and no they're like we got this badass house for you to live in for free that will pay you. But there's no plumbing or electricity. Clergymen are not poor people. But there's like a he's, main. He's there's white. A main he's house, not Indian. But oh. there, there's a main house. But there's a surrounding houses for the poor gardeners and yeah, that should not have plumbing. Not this house for pe- for white people. Clergymen. <laughs> hey, are, whoa, whoa, whoa! Caucasian. Cl- clergymen. Caucasian. Clergymen are not poor people. They're educated, highborn. I don't know. I'm just saying. Caucasian. I didn't have a house, and somebody was like, "You want? He's this? got a house. You want this house? He's got a house in India." If I had a house in India and they were like, you want to have this house in England instead? I would not. You're miss. He's white in India. He has a house. Right, but you're missing with running water and electricity. You're missing the part where he's in India, though. You're missing the part where he's white in India, (laughs) so he has running water and electricity. Yeah, but you're in India. So yeah, he's got the best of the best in India. I'd rather live. So when it comes here, he's like, he's like, what the fuck is this? There's no running water. I'm on dirty deeds side. Yeah, that's fine. But you're both wrong. I would live in Africa. How much water does a guy need? Yeah, a lot. Do you want your balls stinky? Your wife's not fucking you if your balls are stinky. You could do it in cold water. You just got to man up. Yeah. There's no cold water. You heat it up. There's no showers. There's a no, but a tub. Tub. You fill up the buckets. All right, guys. And then you heat it up. Just spoiled. Okay. Now we're. Dirty D and me are a little older. He doesn't remember. Yeah, you don't remember not having. I don't remember life in Calcutta, India. You're right. Yeah, we both. So him and his wife Maybell move in on October seventh, twenty nine, twenty seven. His wife wasn't too happy about it because of the leaky, damp house with no modern amenities, amenities such as electricity or running water. So if what your wife if your wife's not happy, sounds like that guy. You're not happy. Uh, they immediately see something that's not right in the house. The maid quit after seeing a shadowy figure outside her bedroom door. They hear ghostly whisperings all the time. They hear the phantom footsteps outside hey, the bitch. Fa- bedroom door. You bitch! You're gonna die tonight, bitch. Dennis, that would be scary. <laughs> so one day. Mabel was doing some cleaning in the library, and she opened up a cabinet and found something wrapped in a cloth. She opened it up. She found a human skull. Apparently, it was a skull that had been sent to Henry Bowl to be buried in the churchyard, but he just forgot about it. (laughs) (laughs) Put this in this cabinet. Yeah, I'm eating lunch, bitch. (laughs) I'm going to put it in my cabinet. fucking depressed because there's no running water or electricity in (laughs) this house. It's not that bad. I don't want to get too sweaty burying this. I guarantee you you could not live in anything with running water. Me and Dennis. Yeah. Yeah, like plumbing and stuff didn't... That didn't exist back in the day. Sorry, Dirty D. So Reverend Smith takes care of it. He ends up burying the skull, prays over it and everything, gives it a good Christian burial. So Mabel sees outside the house. She'll see rooms light up, go inside the house. There's no lights. Uh, She also sees the Phantom Coach. So the Reverend Smith calls upon the Daily Mirror, which is a a British tabloid newspaper. He calls them to get in contact with the Society for Psychical Research. The Daily Mirror just sees a story here. So they send a reporter out to the Borley Rectory. They send a reporter named Vernon Hall. He ends up just writing a sensationalized piece for the paper. But the editor does get in contact with 
Harry Price that we know from the Jeff the Mongoose. Can I ask a question? Yes. Like people that do uh, Scientology and paranormal investigations. No, like, that's two different things. Not okay. Scientology. Oh, I was like, paranormal investigations. Back then, they didn't have any running water and et cetera. Don't you have to be like rich to do this? Ain't you, you broker, broker than broke? Do they have like, are you a scammer or are they educated? Who? Like these people that uh, like are a paranormal investigator back in the day. So the paranormal investigators, most of them are highborns. Harry Price was a self-taught, low-born kind of guy, so they didn't really get along with each other. Um, I can't really get too much into his career because it's too long, but he hated them. They hated him because, yes, good question. He's an outsider just because he's not a, a lord or uh, any kind of wealthy-born like Usually broke people back British. in the day, they get into boxing. Yeah, well, pro- yeah. Henry <laughs> Bull and Harry Bull both. They did a little boxing. Hells yeah. Good very, for them. Oh, very athletic guys. Two cool points for them. Yeah. For, from me. Well, I mean, they could fight a ghost if they had to. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> what if they well, beat If you them? know anything about Pokemon, fighting type does yeah. zero damage against ghost type. Well, I do know. Aaron should know. Well, if we go back to reference the Yokai episode, I think it was you that said, tried to say you didn't play Pokemon. So no, I've never, I've never said that. <laughs> I, I said I stole your Pokemon Yellow and connected it to my Blue to take all the Pokemon. Correct. The, it's the, start the starters. Orders. So the paper sends Harry Price, that paranormal investigator. They send him again with their reporter Vernon Wall. So these guys, two guys, they go to visit the house, and Price has to do a stakeout. They end up staying outside in some kind of oh, in the cottage that. Henry Bull made to watch the nun. So they're just chilling there all night, looking outside. Nothing's going on. They ask the family to leave so there's no outside interference in the house. So he and Vernon Walls, they're just chilling out there in the cottage. Nothing's going on, and Walls getting a little restless. Just then, they see her. So the nun's just walking, transparent ghost. He sees it walking. Wall runs out the cottage, takes off after her, only for her to vanish. Price is not really affected by this kind of shit because he sees this stuff all the time. So they go back to enter the house, into the rectory. A brick breaks the glass over the veranda, spraying them with glass. So they're walking through that front door and a brick just falls right into that glass and just sprays glass all over them. They just kind of brush it off. They walk inside the house. They chill out on the stairs of the house. They start being pelted with pebbles. They see a mothball just starts bouncing down the stairs. Well, so they're starting to get a little sentient instead of just like grazing, like walking their past. They're starting to like touch things and move things. So anyway, Price is seeing all this shit. Pebbles thrown at him. Mothballs bouncing down the stairs. Price is like, all right, let's do it. Let's have a seance tonight. After the, the family's been sent out, they're just like across the street, staying in another house. Calls the family back in. He's like, let's do this shit. Let's have a seance this night. They set up in the blue room where Henry Bull and Harry Bull both died. And I think the Smiths actually took that room as their live-in room. That's where they were staying. So did it just have like blue walls or something? Yeah, it did. So I'm imagining him like tying up like gloves and stuff in his face. He's like, yeah, let's call it. Let's call him up here. Let's 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 ask him something. (laughs) So you got the Smiths, Reverend Smith, his wife. 
Price and his secretary. You got Vernon Wall, the reporter. And then two of the Bull sisters actually showed up, Ethel and Adelaide. So you got all one, two, three, four, five, six, About seven people Rumble. in a seance. So Price says, if there's anyone here, make yourselves known. Taps were heard behind the frame of the mirror that was behind them. So, okay, we're going to go one tap for no, two for maybe, three for yes. So they're able to find out that the spirit with them is Harry Bull. <laughs> the sisters were able to confirm this by asking questions that only their brother would know. He does say that it is his footsteps that they've been hearing. He says that he was actually killed by his wife, Ivy, with poison. Can't remember if I said this or not, but the sisters that always hated his wife, way younger, thought she was a gold digger. They were skeptical of Ivy as his death happened suddenly before he could revise his will. Sounds like back then, like they're killing each other. Like, oh. uh, yeah, so yes and no. before he was going to revise his will at the point, she was going to get everything, but he wanted to revise it. So she got a little bit less. I think he was going to give some to his sisters or something like that. So she poisoned him. Right. So they ended the seance because Mabel Smith, the Reverend Smith's wife, got too scared to take it anymore. Reverend Smith didn't really believe what was going on. He didn't think Bull was murdered at all. But as they were finishing up, a bar of soap fell from a washing board in the room. Not picking it, that up. It bounced across the room. Oh. <laughs> soap don't bounce. Maybe a little bit. Across the room. If you throw it. Bouncing, bouncing, bouncing. Did, uh, <laughs> no. It's somebody yeah. like from prison. Soap don't there. bounce. Yeah, exactly. That's why they say that in prison. I ain't picking that up. Don't drop the soap. They don't say, be careful, it's going to bounce and (laughs) you won't get fucked. (laughs) (laughs) I ain't picking that up. Not picking that up. (laughs) I'm kicking it out of the... So, that's a little strange. So, after nine months, the Smiths couldn't take it anymore and they had to leave. Smith resigned his rectorship and they left in 1930. They say it was because of the shitty house. Because, remember, his wife hated the... The non-electricity... Dude, come on. Ungrateful bitch. Yeah. Ungrateful bitch. Anyway, again, they couldn't get anyone to be the new rector to fill the rectorship. Till (laughs) You made that up. (laughs) I might have. I'm not really sure. I just thought. It sounds a little bit. It sounds legit. I'm I'm just calling you out on it. It sounded legit. (laughs) It sounds like Nobody could fill the rectorship. So the Bulls sisters convinced Reverend Lionel Foister to come take the job. He was their cousin. The Bulls men are very into the papacy. All the men become reverends. Foister's one in their family. So he was a reverend too. So they just called their cousin out and be like, hey, dude, come here. We need you to come be the reverend of our parish. So he jumped at the opportunity because he lost most of his money in the stock crash. I mean, even though so stocks back then. So he was happy to have a house. Right. But, well, he was also doing missionary work in Canada. That's where they contacted him at. But he had rheumatoid arthritis. So he would, can't really, he doesn't, he couldn't really move anymore. He couldn't go do missionary stuff anymore. So what arthritis people do? Yeah. <laughs> They, they they move around like velociraptors. Yeah. And his wife, again, very young woman. I think he met, I think he might have baptized her <laughs> when she was a baby. Um, yeah. She had real bad stomach troubles before she had an operation before they moved to the house. Oh, I would have been, been done. They were okay. kind of coming here just so they can settle down, have some peace and quiet. And get a paycheck. So again, we have a situation with older man, younger woman. Just a weird fact. She did have a son from a previous marriage. So 
she married this dude. They had a kid. He abandoned them. She gave her son to her grandparents. Then she ended up marrying Lionel. They a adopted baby. a two-year-old girl when her parents died, and they just damn. never went back to get their son or her son. God damn. Very I- weird. I think they said she was a uh, she adopted a lot of kids. So Lionel Marianne and two-year-old Adelaide moved into the rectory on October 16, 1930. It was quiet at first, and then they began hearing whispers, mainly Marianne's name. Marianne. Marianne. On the seventh day in the house, Marianne sees Harry Bull in his favorite plum robe. She does know him because, remember, Lionel's their cousins. He did holiday at the rectory sometimes, and she would go with him. So she did know Harry when he was still alive. So again, objects go missing. They get strange smells, mostly lavender and farts. Oh, really? So there's Sorry, a f- guys. there is a <laughs> factory less than like a mile away that brewed chemicals and essences such as lavender. They have a bunch of other and flower farts? things. <clears throat> well, sulfur is kind of a smell that factories put out. Sulfur's not really smart. Farts. Yeah. Sometimes. Methane, sulfur. Yo, have y'all like farts. Methane and sulfur are not the same thing. Have y'all been to Bogalusa? It smells like, that's what I was going to bring up. The Probably. Paper factory it smells like farts. It smells like sh- farts and it smells like farts, like almost shit, but like the level before it. Yeah, fart. <laughs> like straight up fart. That poor town. Jesus. Is that a paper factory? Mm-hmm. Imagine working there. You just always smell like farts. <laughs> Your wife is like divorcing you. They know. No, I mean, they get used to it. Like it's just kids a smell. smell like it. Like everybody smells like it. Everybody's like, ew, you smell like farts. And they're just like. Yeah, farted. That's yeah. why when I that's when I play that team that we lost, like we're like, Jesus, we don't even want blocky. That was a scary town. So like you fart. So their baby was locked in the room with no key, and Marianne was punched in the face by something. Things were thrown at them. A wine bottle was thrown at Marianne. She also got locked in the room and the door wouldn't open until Lionel dropped on his knees and prayed while Marianne did the same thing on the other side. Lionel began a diary of all the things that were going on in the rectory. He even makes a newsletter and sends it all to his family. Little side story. In March of that year, they did take on a lodger. So a man named Frank Peerless put an ad in the paper needing a place for him and his son to stay. He liked to be known as Francois Darley. Even though he was not French yeah, at all. Oh, yeah. So anyway, Marianne sees it and thinks his son Douglas and her daughter could play together. But Frank and Marianne began to bang like immediately. Lionel is emotionally satisfying, but not sexually. He was probably low PP. Impotent, maybe. I mean, he's oldest. Maybe he had sexually ED. Couldn't get it up. Yeah. He needed one of them Australian spiders. Yeah. So she doesn't even like Frank very much, but she bangs him anyway. You what a whore. Must get. <laughs> so anyway, Harry Price comes back into the picture. He was still in contact with the Bull sisters, with Lionel sending out the newsletter to the family, their family with Lionel. So they're, they know what's going on at the rectory. So they call Harry Price back up, and they told him shit was still going down. Price immediately thinks... That Marianne is the cause of things going on in the rectory. He had to try to do another stakeout in the house. This time, a wine bottle was thrown at him from upstairs. The bad thing about this time, 
The house isn't empty. Marianne is upstairs. So Price is there with Kathleen Golding and Henry Richards. They're part of his uh, group of spiritualists or whatever. Even the chauffeur that brought them there that night, while they're all sitting down to eat dinner, he's in another room reading a book. He sees a disembodied hand moving up and down the kitchen door, jerking it the fuck. (laughs) (laughs) No, I was like, jerking what? (laughs) Dirty... What do you think about all this? Like, Call me we, up. That's what, what do you think about jerking off? He's like, <laughs> I mean, I jerk off kitchen doors all day long. If I can't jerk off myself, <laughs> kitchen door. I want somebody to get off. Yep. So on the other side of the door, they're Jake. sitting out for dinner. Price had brought two bottles of wine for dinner with him and his mates. And Marianne goes to get them from the kitchen. And when they go to drink the wine, they realize one bottle had been turned to ink. In front of their eyes. Yeah, I'm about to fight me a ghost for real now. If I was, you them. don't fuck with the liquor. Yeah, like the other bottles. You smoke. fuck them. You mess with my children. Okay, you know what? You messed up. They probably deserved bit. it. You mess with my drink. Okay, I'm gonna summon you. I'm putting on the gloves, and I'm gonna jerk you, you off. Uh, not so much, but I'm yeah, gonna jerk sure. you off so hard. Maybe Aaron will till know. it hurts. Now nah, I'm about to. The other one smelled a lot like cologne. Oh, so Price tells Lionel that dude, I think your wife is the one doing this shit. Lionel gets mad, and kicks wife. him out, kicks him out that night. Later, lets him back in. Because I mean, Lionel's a little bitch. I mean, he knows his wife is fucking. Why the- are you pointing at me when he say bitch? Because <laughs> you I'm, little I'm bitch. kidding. I know. Yeah. Anyway, he lets Price back in the next day. So Price is still doing interviews around the village and stuff. He interviews a friend of the Foisters named Lady Whitehouse. She did stay with them for a little while. She said Marianne cannot be doing these things because her health is suffering through all these trials and tribulations or whatever. Um, One night, Lady Whitehouse says she's witnessing all these ghostly apparitions and the hauntings and stuff. And Marianne was confined to her bed because she was sick that night. So she can't be doing it. Because she's not a liar. Hashtag believe all women. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of. Shit. So Marianne... Did invite some local spiritualists into the house to do a kind of cleansing. They were doing seances. They were lighting farts up and sage and all this and that to get the ghosts out or whatever. <laughs> they said she said it did help. Lionel was even like the house went back to somewhat normal. Skeptics say if you have teenage women's in the house, it ain't going back to normal. No teenage women's in the house. Oh, I kind of thought they were teenage. They're like young 20s, I guess? Or, oh, I thought they're they, like 70s. Right? No. Like they, they're, they're decent? Uh, I would assume like the 40s. Well, the husband's like the 50s. 60s. So she's probably like 30s. Oh, okay. And the, I the, thought they married young. daughter's like two or three. Oh, so that's not nobody's teenage years. Nope. Oh, my bad. So my bad. the skeptics do say it's because Marianne at this time was staying with her fuckboy Frank in Wimbledon. Frank has started a florist venture in Wimbledon. Lionel was bankrolling it. She was staying with him Monday through Friday, but he ended up running off with his 16-year-old assistant. So Joke's on her. Yeah. Old fucking, bitch. Fucking bitch. <laughs> so back to this. That was a little side story. Back to the real story. So Marianne began finding a pieces of paper with her name on it. They would just drop from the air. They got her name on it. So she writes on one. It says Marianne. She writes on one. What do you want? So 
She writes on it, what do you want? <laughs> Places it in an envelope, puts it in one of the rooms in the house. Later, she finds it, someone or something answered back, it wants Hershey's stuff. That puss. Rest. <laughs> 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 is that me? Is that I'm recording too? <laughs> you fine. <laughs> that was stupid funny. <laughs> Man, I'm retarded. I feel bad about myself. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> also funny, but the f- I feel like a child right now. <laughs> the first one's perfect. The, that the latest one. And we don't like the. Ooh, is, it, is there a Keith David one? Yes, there's a Keith David one. <laughs> I think I've asked Fucking this. Dumbass. I think I asked God about this it. one more before. Messages began popping up on the walls, written in pencil. Man, we're right back on the walls. Messages such as they'd always start with Marianne. They're always trying to get in touch with her. Marianne, please help get Marianne at help get intent bottom me. But it's kind of hard to decipher because it's real scribbly. So upon further examination by Price, he concluded that she was writing it the whole time. He concluded it meant well tank bottom me or message light mass prayers. Hard to decipher. It either wants a Christian burial, find her bones, bury me, light a candle, or she is at the bottom of the well. Help me. The ring. Guess she Give don't me have it. it. <sighs> Let's get into it. October. Oh. It's here. That's the only thing that scares me. So remember, I told you a long time ago. Remember, the book. Remember the French English dictionary. Maybe the ghost was trying to relay a message but it's in broken english i love french cuisine exactly so crepes it could possibly be a clue to who that entity was one of price's assistants was running a seance with a planchette it's kind of like the ouija board but it's just the triangle little planchette but it's got a pencil at the front of it so so it writes right on a little piece of paper. So she gains a story of a woman named Marie Larry. She was a French nun who was seduced by the family who owned the land way back when called the Waldegraves. He convinced her to move to England and fuck him. Took her so long to get there though, because he found a more suitable woman, more profitable marriage. More younger. Right. And money. But when Marie gets there, I mean, she's kind of fucking, she's stuck there. She's a poor nun. Can't she, go back. She left her convent or whatever. Show her another country. Right. Probably. So she kind of co- goes to confront him. He gets pissed off, strangles the shit out of her like most of us would. I told y'all. Throws her in the well. Easy peasy. Across from Boyley Church. The well's on the land where the rectory would end up being built. So, none. Poltergeist movie. Boom. You move the tombstones, but not yeah. the bones. But yeah, yeah. Not yeah. the yeah. yeah. So after some handwriting analysis, the wall writings were thought to be Marianne. Price doesn't really deny it, but he says that she was possessed to do the writings. The forcers end up leaving. I think he ended up collapsing on the pulpit. 
So, yeah, they end up leaving. The church that owns the house, they can't really put anybody else in it because, again, no electricity, <laughs> no indoor plumbing. Nobody wants to live there. So, yeah, but now we're probably so, getting into, like, nobody wants to buy the house. Time. If you're a woman... <laughs> Or it's Aaron. This, it's like a year or two later. <laughs> Why so, can't they add these things? That shit is like tear down the house, add it, build a new house. You're not adding plumbing and electricity to an old ass house like that. Price is able to lease out the rectory for a year to study the hauntings going on. He puts that ads in the paper to oh, hire. So some- there's an incentive to have hauntings so you can make money off of renting the house due to haunting. No. They're trying to sell the house. They get less because he's like, I'll give you, you're asking for $10. I'll give you one to let me stay there. He's not saying stay there to study. Just let me live there. After nobody wants it, nobody's going to be the new preacher or reverend or whatever. You'll I don't take, need no modern amenities because I'm not a puss. You'll take something over nothing, right? I guess. So he rents it out for a year to study. He puts an ad out in the paper to hire investigators. It's mostly like students and it's mostly people doing it on the weekends and stuff. But the lady that got the story of Marie Larry also made contact with Harry Bull. Harry Bull. Harry Bull sounds like a made up name. Like trying to make us laugh every time. Well, his name's Henry Bull, but... His dad was also Henry Bull, so they call him Harry Bull. That's much better. Yep. Thank you. Nice. Thank you. So, Henry, <laughs> remember, Henry Bull is also a ghost in the house because just he because died there. he did. So, he's, he says that there's a nun and somebody named Father Enoch buried on the grounds. They can't rest. And she also made contact with an entity called Sunex Amores, who Ooh, said. That one sounds interesting. The rectory would burn down at nine o'clock that night. It did not. <laughs> but that one sucked. I called it wrong. I hold on, it wrong. hold on. Ghosts are a little bit slower. So the uh, rectory, after his lease was up, the rectory was eventually bought by Captain W. H. Gregson. He was trying to like retire there. He's brought his sons there and stuff. So they're staying there. One day he's moving some boxes around, accidentally knocks over a lamp and pfft, up in flames. Up in Nine flames. o'clock. I don't know about that. <laughs> it did burn down. So everybody came out. Everybody from the village sees the fucking haunted house is burning down. So everybody comes out to see it. Some witnesses report seeing a girl in the upstairs and a man in a bowler hat walking around. The insurance company did conclude that the fire was started deliberately. Maybe. Of course they would. By they don't got electronics. So they don't have to break. So price... After the buildings burned down, he does come back. He exhumes some shit in 1943 that produced a jawbone, part of a skull of a woman. Might have been possibly some pig bones, maybe. Hard to tell. Or and planted by Price, <laughs> possibly. Evidence to refute that. I mean, there's a big old difference between. I, don't, I actually don't know, but I, I assume pig and human. No, it's the no, same. Teeth taste the same. Teeth. Same thing. Mm-hmm. So the part they're exhuming is under concrete. So there's no way this old ass man that's, I mean, he's old as fuck. He's got heart problems. He can't dig this shit up himself. And he can't put bones under a concrete floor and then have people break through con- concrete and then dig it up and just happen to find these bones. But they could be digging and he's like, hey guys, what's that over there? And then he throws it out of his pocket. Okay. 
And it's like, Possibly. Oh, what is that? Possibly. That looks like a lady's head. But they jaw. do DNA testing. They do. <laughs> and 200 years ago. The soil matched. They pulled it out and they gave it to the testers. You know, 200, 200 years ago, you go like, this is a new bone. This is an old bone. No? No, by the 40s, they knew whole bones of humans and pigs. People used to steal human cadavers in like the 1800s. Okay. Why? 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 To sell it to colleges to study. They're like, where did you get this? Like, I found it. They don't care. Okay. No, they said the graveyard. I went to get the graveyard. Thank you for saving me the trouble of having to dig it up myself. They, <laughs> The doctors used to do that themselves. Here's a quarter. Yeah. Anyways, the Borley Church wouldn't allow the skull to be interred, buried on church grounds because they thought it was that skull, right? possibly pig bones. But the neighboring parish of Liston did, so Price, they went and buried it. Gave it a proper Christian burial there. It's not a pig bone. After Price published two books on the hauntings, he finally passed away in 1948. And then three members of the Society for Psychical Research, which he was a part of, started to debunk all of his findings. They fucking put him on blast because they started to check out all his investigations. He was hyping up everything. Might not have been real. One reporter named Will Sutton did the same thing. He was at the boiler rectory with Price. The reporter was being hit by pebbles. He finally got pissed off, went up to Price and was like, hey, bro, let me see your pockets. And he had rocks. a pocket full of pebbles. Pocket full of rocks, yeah. It's very disturbing to me how like Dirty D's soaking up like half of this ghost stuff, but like alien stuff, he's like, nah, 99.99. It's untrue. And there's like radar and like thermal and everything. He's like, nope. It's all made up. Well, I mean, I'm just, I've only told him the haunting stuff. Now I'm getting into the debunking stuff. The haunting did move across the street to the Borley Church. Of course. The organ plays while nobody's there. Whispers can be heard. The last sighting of the nun was in the 70s. A group of paranormal investigators saw her walking for 12 minutes straight. They got her from a shitload of angles. Oh, I would love to see you two with that. Pictures? I don't know. It's what from the 70s. It's probably, it's probably oh, all 70s. It's all, it's oh, all gone, so, yeah, I, I thought, thought they redid it 50 yeah, years but later. People still camp out at the rectories on July 28th. That's the anniversary when the four Bull so sisters saw the... There's nothing there now, right? Like, not a burned no, down? It burned down, and then they cleared the land. They bulldozed it, so I don't really know what's there anymore. Henry Bull... Built the house. He would skeptics say he was seeing shit because he had syphilis. Makes sense. But there was sightings twenty years before they built the house and got there. So plus he was seeing shit before he actually had syphilis. Okay. Harry Bull had narcolepsy, which also causes hallucinations. Narcolepsy causes hallucinations? It does. Well, it's just like the brain is affected. You're sleeping all the time, but you know, when you don't get sleep, he's not getting good sleep. It's not sleep he's supposed to be having. So when you don't sleep enough, you get hallucinations. Right, but he's sleeping a lot. Narcolepsy With narcolepsy, you do get hallucinations. Okay. I'm talking to you right now. I can fall asleep. That's narcolepsy. They just yeah, fall asleep. We know that part. But then and they it's, get, not, but it's not good it's sleep. It's not good sleep. 
I think like I would, you, oh, you have a. Uh, I think I would stab you in the heart. It was like, oh, he's a vampire. He doesn't sleep during the day. You have sleep apnea. You're sleeping, but you're not getting good sleep. Right. So you're still tired. So if you have oh, yes, narcolepsy, kids. then you also have sleep apnea. Well, I was just bringing up an example that's they're sleeping, but it's not like good sleep. Yes, so it's kind of like they wake up and they're not thinking, oh, I just slept. They're just. Thinking, why is they're my thinking hurt so bad? not good sleep. Don't mm. have they're still running on no sleep. So you know, you, so they still have hallucinations. So they're still always tired. Also. Right, 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 right. Marianne did later say she was using the ghost shit to hide her fucking the, <laughs> the gun. Ghost so shit. she was playing games on her husband because she was fucking that. She other. was a whore, right? And then Price, we know he hyped up. The hauntings a lot. I think he had the normal shit of just this. The rectory's haunted. We're seeing the nun. Shit loads of people saw the nun. People see in the carriage. And then he wrote a book and then it became famous. And then the second book, he's trying to hype it up to create origin stories for that French nun. He's trying to get origin stories of why this place is haunted. So he made all that up too? So he starts to kind of hype it up. Then he starts throwing the pebbles at that guy. And possibly if you think it's real, he's got, he planted those bones when they were unearthing, excavating the land and stuff. But I think the first things, the hauntings were real, but he's trying to make it bigger and better, which people say that's what he did his whole investigatory uh, career. He did that with every. He did it with Jeff. He did you gotta it. make it interesting. Right. Lame shit. Don't sell books. Yeah, boring old walking nuns. The fuck are you gonna do with that? Fucking ghosts? I don't know. Fucking razzle-dazzle. horses. Razzle-dazzle. No, you this, gotta razzle-dazzle. No, this time, this time, really, I'm the pessimist. Okay. You need some pizzazz. Right. No, I need some recent stuff. Well, uh, that's all we got. That's all we got. Yeah, burned down. Burned Can't down. No Nothing left. People still go visit it. Probably a books a million there or something. That'd no, cool. there's just I don't think there's anything there. Just some grass. Final thought, dirty. What you got? I mean, you just said it's all fake, so. Shawnee, what you got? I'm usually the gullible and the believer, but this time I'm a pessimist. I first am... t- for for the first time. I don't believe any word out of Englishman's mouth. Fake. Yeah, that too. Fake. Kick their ass before. Those right. lies just go lies. through their fucking crooked, dirty teeth. Yeah, because they're fisting, talking. Bear conspiracy show says debunk, fake haunting fake news delete this episode all right guys thank you for listening to this episode of the bear conspiracy show we hope you like it it's the first episode of boostober go spectacular around the globe remember to like us and share us on facebook we're on instagram please give us five stars on apple Podcasts. we are anywhere you listen to podcasts and we'll see you next week for another episode of the bear conspiracy show we keep it sexy. We got big spider boners this time, though. Big Australian spider boners. <laughs> Love you, Kurt Russell.
fuck you smell on your fingers for? <laughs>